Hey, folks, what are we drinking today? Um, to break the trend yet again, I have a bottle of Shiraz. Um, it's called uh, Kambalala. I'm going to show um, the other people on the podcast that can't see what the bottle looks like. That's very fancy looking. It looks like a zebra. There we go. James is now holding the bottle really, really close to the camera to make it look blurry, which is simulating how James sees the bottle. <laughs> no, it's sort of like um, a picture of some kind of like crazy ass skull on the top of it, which I was trying to show you. I'll, I'll try and do it again. And we again have the James vision yeah. simulation. I'm enjoying the blur. <laughs> I mean, this is a moment made for audio as Absolutely. you look at something on a camera. Uh, Craig, how about you? So I am drinking a Moosehead Grapefruit Rattler. So on the moose head again good stuff yeah i i really enjoy the grapefruit rattler it's uh just the nice taste yeah i know i i really enjoy the um the oh, i've forgotten the name but the um brew dog grape fruit induced beer as well but i am sadly on a hot chocolate tonight because uh i just wanted a hot chocolate so why not um Cool. So, James Bailey, where are we going to start? Shall we talk firstly about what's coming up in the Herd Racing League this week before we go on to our main event? Certainly. So, uh, we're starting off um, with London Loop and we heard some of our Racing League. And then we will move on to Stampede, our no-draft individual time trial, which is a single lap of Innsbruck UCI. Um Actually, I'm just going to backtrack because I've got these the wrong way around. So um, after HSRL, we go to Herd of Mountain Goats, which is, Steve's very happy, um, which is Innsbruck UCI as well, hence for confusion. So Mountain Goats and Stampede are both UCI Innsbruck. Um, after that, we will have um, four laps of the Lutes Express in the Bullseye. That's our multi-lap points event. And, and also this weekend, actually, we've got the, the first week of herd shiri's number three um which is now at the weekend um so saturday sunday um five events to choose from um and first up is a time trial around tempest futures you know i love whenever we reorder the days of the week because uh, as any good physicist know time is not a constant uh, well I, so I know you i know you'd be very happy to know but i did friday saturday sunday followed by monday tuesday followed by Sunday, Monday, followed by Wednesday, followed by Saturday, Sunday. So that was going to be my question. The series is this weekend, it as is. in tomorrow, or maybe today, if you're listening, when I've actually posted this, uh, not next weekend. Um, Saturday the 28th and Sunday the 29th. Excellent. Days are fantastic. Um, what the hell are you thinking with an ITT on Innsbruck UCI, James? <laughs> I'm thinking I might have a chance. <laughs> ah, it's not, yeah, so let, let's put a 20 to 25 minute climb in a, in a TT. Love it. Uh, still going TT bikes, I guess? I think so. There's a lot of downhill. There is a lot of downhill. There's quite a bit of flat once you get down to the bottom because you've got to do the whole loop around the course. Obviously, including the leg snapper because everyone loves the leg snapper. Um, and you wouldn't save enough time to bike swap onto a climbing frame and wheels. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with um, Canyon Speedmax and DT Swiss. So that's interesting. So you think there's no value in stopping at the bottom of the climb, 
changing from a TT bike to your best climbing bike, you don't think you save. I, I, I don't. Seconds. So I, I think for a bike swap, you've got to be saving at least 30 seconds. Um, yes, if you bike swap really well, maybe 15, 20 seconds. But if you have even like the slightest accidental move of mouse um, or you don't stop as quickly as you think you're going to, then it's just not worth it. And I, 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 I don't think you would save 30 seconds on that climb. Cool. So let's move on to Craig Martin, because he hasn't spoken yet. But uh, also, let's move on to what's coming up this week on Herd Summer Racing League. That's what we've just done. So this week on Herd Summer Racing League is three laps of London Loop. So three laps of London Loop. There's no sprint. There's only Box Hill. And um, I I think Steve already did it. And I I think he's going to agree with it, it, it. It's a absolutely miserable idea james i don't know why you did this but uh i love box hill <laughs> i know you love box hill but there's only one thing to do and it's smash box hill three times and uh, steve rage quit halfway through um because he was grumpy with his trainer and actually i think it's his legs fault but yeah it's a stupid course it's really long what were you thinking baby that's all i've got to say about it box hill three times I love Box Hill. I think, I think, I think for me, and this is a, a thing that would have annoyed me about Swift this week, but it's annoyed me before. Is the um, maybe it's a format thing? It's just riding on Drift on your own is really dull. Um, if I'm going to ride on my own places, I'll just go outside because I see things. Occasionally, birds. Occasionally, uh, van drivers that are trying to kill me. So it's a bit of a lottery. But at least I am seeing things. Otherwise, I'm just sat in my garage on a turbo trainer, and there's a reason I didn't go and buy a turbo trainer to sit in my garage before it's just dull um so that's my snap poll snap poll five second poll shall i make her summer racing league mass start i steve no i'm really conflicted on this i think it really depends on the number of people that are taking part um so that was a really good field tonight and it a little bit depends on the categorization that zwift is doing so there was a good field of C's tonight, but there were two or three B's in that. And I think they've dragged the front of that pack around a bit quicker. So they've altered the race. Um, so if Swift don't fix AutoCAT, maybe. Um, if rider numbers stay lower, maybe. If we get, are we going to get back to the people we had in lockdown? I don't know. So I'm probably kind of 60 40 at the moment in favor of just making it open cat. But I know it does put off some other riders as well. So we might. Um, we so might I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about. Um, so when I say mass start, I'm not talking about open cat. I'm talking about category A to D, all starting at the same time. Oh, uh, in that case, no. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it would do exactly what Steve was talking about. It would have the same effect as when the B riders enter the C and just drag the pack, drag the bet. So mm-hmm. the, the best C riders are going to hang on to the Bs just that little bit longer and they go away as when they couldn't the best legitimate sea riders couldn't drop the mid sea riders themselves until the climb mm-hmm. uh, or whatever it's uh, it's just going to break things apart faster and it's, this is the classic thing isn't it so if you it, like, the bullseye is always a good example like you will be amazed how slowly people ride in the bullseye because they get there's no value in riding fast there's no point in the breakaway like we're, we're all going to sprint when we get to that that line and that sort of b cat I, I was amazed one of the first b cat rides i did was in bullseye and i'm like hey this is actually i can live with this pace 
And the difference it's made when you do a herd ride, when you just get a couple of outer cat riders in, you're suddenly doing like near the top of your category to just stay in the pack when everyone's thinking, hey, I actually want to go quite slowly. And that really favours the stronger riders. Whereas mm. like that's just time I'm not resting basically at the moment. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it does make a big difference. I, I know we're, sorry, I'm confused because I'm I, my dog has headbutted me, which is why I'm sporting half a black eye at the moment, but uh, I'm also- which you, which you can't see on the podcast. <laughs> that's my general state of being. But I know we were discussing uh, with the third winter racing league that will go to open cap. And yeah, I'm a bit more of a fan of that because I think you just generally place, you're generally placed with people who are performing similar to you. So- I, when I wasn't doing so well in Bs, and I, I was racing some of the guys that were doing really well in Cs, um, so like Ben uh, and Nate were doing really well in Cs, just about get, to get promoted to Bs. We have really cool races in the Herd Winter Racing League, or the Herd Racing Beginners Racing Series League <laughs> acronym, that we had last winter. Um, and I think that really, that, that for me made the riding a lot more fun. Yeah, I mean, um, I... I think HBR as it was, um, was probably my favorite racing series that I put on. Um, I really like HSRL and I really like the concept, but I think in terms of fun, um, mass or category, everyone in E starts was always really, really good fun in HBR. Um, and it's being reclassified as um, herd winter racing. So HWR. Um, but I think that'll be a lot of fun. And that's coming up in three weeks time. So James, I would say I absolutely love the herd summer racing league format. I think for a lot of reasons, it's a wonderful format to have. So I I think for, for somebody that's new to the category, it, it lets them compete. You get dropped, you still get to, do something productive when you try to do the segment as hard as you can. Um, I think it's really good developmentally. I I absolutely adore the format, but at the same end, I think last year's HBR was terrific. And a lot of it was because of who turned up Mm -hmm. Um, with all of the, the, um, uh, with the, the great big uh, contingent from OTR and dirt and all the guys, it, it was, it was who came and the fact that it was extremely high quality racing mm-hmm. and it was extremely high quality racing all the way through the field. And uh, to, to me, I think that's what made it. Um, I, I do think the, your HSRL fast just through the segment, uh, two thirds, one thirds, th- this format, I think it's a great format. And I, I don't think there's anything quite like it, but yeah, the, HWR is great too, but that's more great because of who shows up. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, I think I, I think my my fundamental go to on this is what what is it about Zwift that makes it fun? And I think if we think of our kind of favorite moments on Zwift, they're probably racing for inconsequential positions against people we know quite well. So there's something about can we get people to turn out each week, and actually can I get a situation where we race against those people together so riding on your own on Zwift a bit dull um, it's a bit like doing a workout we're not on this podcast because we like doing workouts we like the racing element and actually it's that getting people there isn't it so that that's kind of my answering your simple yes no question with a uh, type answer for you like the, the way how, how do we get groups of people racing against each other regularly um, Zwift sorting autocat would be 
lovely, but uh, let's not hold our breath on that one. They're working on rowing, I think. Nice timing, Craig. So <laughs> um, we, we were talking about uh, London Loop uh, bikes, bike choice. Um, I went Tron tonight. It obviously made no difference. I, I kind of regret listening to you guys because I don't think, I think there's value in having the fastest climbing bike up the hill. I think you, you've got to stick with that group. For me, I, I, I think, and I, maybe it's just a psychological thing, but I think go with my fastest climbing bike. I, I don't think it's going to have cost me much in the flat because people aren't really trying. Um, but when you hit that hill, like I need every percentile I can get. I think um, Craig's view differs to mine, but I, I'm just thinking it's it's a hill where you average about four and a half, five percent. I just don't think it's worthwhile taking a climbing setup. Having said that, um, when I streamed Ryan O'Connor's race earlier on, he had um, an out-and-out -out, um, climber uh, frame and wheel set. Brent also had definitely a climbing wheel set, and I think he had a fairly solid all-round frame. Um, I'm still going to go all-out arrow. I, I think... So I, I don't know if I'm going all the way to arrow with the disc wheels. Um, or if I'm going with the Tron, but I, I think like the Tron is still a pretty good climber and that climb is fast enough because it's not so steep that arrow still matters on the climb. So uh, to me, it's the argument over whether you go Tron or the, you know, the new S5 and the new yeah. DT Swiss disc wheels um that's the argument it's not about whether you go ethos and the lightweight wheels or whatever i think um what would be very interesting is if um eric slange did some other courses other than just tempest future and um out swift um so we if, if he did like a number of let, let, let's say Tron versus best aero and best climber on something like London Loop. Um, even, even Epic Com, because so that's not yeah. massively steep, is it? Sort of five, six percent. So. Well, mm -hmm. I, I think he has done Volcano Com. Has he? He found that solo, and this, so he mm -hmm. found that the, uh, and so the fastest at the time, the Venge and the 858 Super 9 was faster than the Tron up the Volcano KOM. Solo. But then, but then you have to look that that's solo because he always does it solo in order to be controlled. Mm -hmm. If you're in the draft, I think you're better on the Tron. And the, the, this is where you get into uh, all of this play on the difference between an actual race and a controlled test. So it, it, it's, it is really tough. Um, so the, the thing on this race is that there is, you're so much faster in a group. And if you're on a climbing bike, there's actually a decent chance you get dropped on the downhill mm. um, because you can get dropped on the downhill on this course. It's fast enough that, uh, so it, no, I'm, uh, I'm still looking at, I'm looking at Tron, I think, uh, as opposed to the, uh, the Cervelo S5 and disc wheels, but that's, uh, I think you're, you definitely lean towards the arrow. Cool. I have failed to find that uh, article in my Googling, but I, I do remember seeing it as well. 
So that's bike choice. That's the route. Uh, Hammer the prime, which is the climb, then sprint at the end, which is the, uh, which is the lap banner. Um, pretty straightforward. That one. We're going to take people. I reckon it's going to take just shy of an hour and a half for most C's. Like we, I think the front group did about a 23 minute first lap. So um, I was a bit slower. Uh, D's probably a bit over an hour and a half. B's probably closer to an hour and a quarter, I'm guessing. Hour and 10 yeah, I, I think hour and 10, hour and 15 for B, at least for front end. So, yeah, uh, that's heard some recent leak. Uh, should we talk about the new bike that's come out? New bike and, bike and wheels, isn't it? Uh, there's been a few actually, um, and this is where I struggle manically to actually find the post I put out, which probably won't happen in the next thirty seconds. Well, so there's uh, so James, uh, let me just uh, so I I looked at it recently, so I, I can give most of it off uh, off memory here. So there's a new fastest wheel set, so that's the the DT Swiss disc wheel set which we covered last week yep which we covered last week there's a new fastest frame which is the uh the cervello s5 2020 and then there's a and this isn't new but there is a new fastest climbing bike and that the athos and there was a new fastest climbing wheel set as well and i can't remember what the alpinist i think alpinist, yes Yep, I've actually managed to find the post. I only took 45 seconds. So um, fastest road frame is, as Craig said, the um, Cervelo S5 2020. Um, and then we have the DT Swiss Arc 1100 disc wheels, which for new fastest aero. Um, and um, the Canyon Speedmax uh, remains the fastest um, individual time trial frame. And... We have the Roval Alpinist CLX wheels and the specialized AFOS S Works frame as the two fastest, um, as the fastest um, climbing wheels and frame. Cool. Um, so let's move on then to things that have annoyed us about Swift this week. Actually, no, I was going to do a thing before that. Um, a few more questions. So, me keeping half an eye on the Facebook page. Um, a few people being like, I'm just new to this racing thing. Uh, I want to try it. I'm not going to go through in detail each step, but just kind of off the top of my head, thought we'd, we'd chat very quickly about kind of what to do if you if you fancy doing some racing. So uh, in no particular order, uh, James already talked about the wonderful events uh, that the Herd puts on. Uh, you can get, enter those through the Zwift Companion app. We tell them about you. James posts about them on the Facebook page. If you're listening to this because you've come through the Herd, page there's a herd racing league page as well that you can join that james posts about the events on um <clears throat> the one we haven't mentioned is team time trial again lisa jones posted about those on the herd racing league page really good intro to racing um you race as a team uh, a lot of the teams won't drop you so they'll keep you in the group and you try and get round in the fastest time you're you're eight or seven or five or six riders and get round it in some ways steve that it's not the best intro to racing because it's the almost the most complicated way to race at all. There's so many things you have to do because there isn't a team time trial mode in native to Zwift. So there's all these little kind of hacks and jury rigs to, to make this work. But at so the same I, I think that's a really good point. Time, it, it, it's your team. It's the fact that you become part of a team 
you talk to people, you work together, and those people that are in your team, talk to them, ask questions, and they will help you learn all about racing and help you train. And it, it's, it, it seems funny, but it, it's the most complicated way to race, but it is a really good intro. And flipping that on its head, there will be people who will explain to you how to do all the bits you have to do. So a uh, big thing we do is get, if you haven't got a Zwift Power account, get a Zwift Power account. If you don't know how to get a Zwift Power account, Google, how do I create a Zwift Power account? Once you've joined Zwift Power, you can tag yourself as being, you can select your team basically in there and say, you remember the herd. That helps you can compare yourself to other herd riders. It's where James puts all the points. Uh, so we've talked about some of the races have points, different points to, to just finish position, which is all Zwift tells you. It's where the kind of defined results are. And it's where the kind of cheaty people get filtered out a bit. So it, it's where kind of most of his races say the proper results are is on Zwift power. Um, except for some of the races, uh, the two exceptions being the team time trial and the individual time trial, which are powered by WTRL. Um, and that is another separate website uh, and you have to join WTRL to do that. So uh, I think we've mentioned things that have annoyed us about Zwift, but I'm going to mention it again later. Um, and again, if you don't know how to join WTRL, Google, how do I join WTRL? Uh, and people, if you're doing the team trial and trial, will explain how you join that. Um, Alternatively, go to w, uh, WTRL.racing and register an account. Yeah. Like, it, it's, all, it, it's fairly straightforward. Ask on the Facebook site. The herd's lovely. Nobody's going to shout at you for asking a question that we've been asked before because we're all new ones and we all had to learn these things and we all recognise it's stupidly complicated and so we should just do it for us. Um, so yeah, that was a really quick, how do I get racing? Uh, I can't think of any other steps. Um, just jump in, try it, do really badly. I think the only other thing I'd highlight, and it's one that does come up a few times, is that people see longer races, so a bit like this weekend's uh, Herdsmer Racing League, and go, oh, it's, it's over an hour. I don't think I can hold my category power for that long. I think it's just a reminder that the categories are set on your 20-minute power um, through Zwift. Uh, so that, that is everyone's 20-minute power. So if I, if I can hold my 20-minute power consistently for an hour, I'd suggest my 20-minute power isn't right because I, my 20-minute power, I, my power should drop off with time. Otherwise, I'm doing something very strange and possibly have just got a drill attached to my trainer. But, Unless you're um, doing a 60-minute time trial. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in general, 20-minute power should be better than 60-minute power. Um, so, yeah, join your category. People will be slower. Uh, anything else in a quick guide? That was a really quick how-to, Craig. So the only other thing I'll mention, and I, I think uh, we didn't put it on the agenda for this one, but Zwift Racing League, I've seen a few people uh, recently comment that I've uh, just started, I'm not good enough to do this. You are good enough to do this. Um, it is, it's, it's for fun. Uh, all the racing in the herd is for fun. Um, there are never any cuts. There's never any selection that you're not good enough. Everybody is good enough. We want everybody wants more people to participate your team you will be put in a team that is most appropriate for you and there will be a captain and they will help take care of you and help you improve and yeah. help you have fun and yeah, I, th I think um, i went off on a bit of a diatribe about this two weeks ago um if you want to join us please do um it doesn't matter if you think you're slow um whatever your pace whatever your ability we, we'd love you to join us so please do 
I'll also add the really cool thing about ZRL is you get points for turning up. And this has genuinely made the difference. Uh, one of the teams last year gained a place because somebody turned up, finished the race and wore a heart rate monitor, scored one point, which is what you get for finishing the race and wearing a heart rate monitor. And that was the difference between the team having position, not having position. So everyone was really thankful to that rider, big up to Ernst, uh, who it was at the time, who got them that point just by turning up and taking part. So people will love you for joining and taking part, finishing the race and wearing a heart rate monitor because that gets you more points. Well, and finishing. And that's the, it's, I'm going to finish last. Like, it doesn't matter. Come finish, do your best, compete with the last time you did this course. And that that's all you can do. And everybody else in your team doesn't matter that you weren't the winner um probably none of them were either uh and uh, you are contributing to the team even with your last place finish if you're last place it it doesn't matter that's still a contribution and it is still a valuable contribution because having a sixth rider finish last is better than not having a sixth rider cool um so should we move on to things that the noise is about Zwift this week uh who wants to go first should we talk about something that's happening next week? Oh, yeah, we should tease that. So next week, James, Herd Club Championships. Uh, yep, so... Her- in 30 seconds. Um, Herd, Club, uh, Herd Club Championships, IHEC, is um, the 3rd to the 8th of September, featuring the Herd Summer Racing League, Herd of Mountain Goats, the Stampede, and the Bullseye. So basically all those four events over six days, and we're going to do a special podcast to talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, very simply, your, your best result, your result in each one of those counts, depending on how those results are calculated. And they're all added together through special maths. And then you kind of race other people in your category. We're all looking for special maths, a.k.a. James Bodging shit in a spreadsheet. Yeah, making it up as he goes along, which is the standard scoring system for the herd. Um, right. Let's go back to things that the noise is about Zwift. Craig, I can see the whiteboard is primed and ready. So I've got a couple of things here. First, why not double TTT plus a BMX race? So I, I got some stick on this from people on this being stupid. Um, I did zone one in the morning with the Quakas, did uh, a BMX race with my kids in the evening, and then after we got back, uh, jumped on and did TTT with the Fishers. Both of those, both of those uh, TTTs were really fun. Uh, I, I will say on the, not things that annoyed me, but things I really liked. Um, WTRL switching that race to Road to Ruins to have a trip to the jungle and a bike change and all the mayhem that ensued was a, a really good call. That was fun. And, uh, you know, this is a video game. It's supposed to be fun in addition to being training. So that's that one. Um, so it's the thing that annoyed you, the, the amount of stick that you got for doing something absolutely ridiculously stupid in the space of 24 hours. Oh, come on. You did 100 kilometers and a BMX race in the middle. Uh, was that? That wasn't 100 kilometers. It probably was with warm-up and cool-down. What's warm-up and cool-down? <laughs> okay fair enough we're back into the uh, steve pritchard um method of training for racing. that's what the first half of the ttt is for is your warm-up isn't it <laughs> um if, if i do two ttts in a day it's 100k because i'll do 15 before and 10 after each so remember that when i raced zone one with the quackers i roll out of bed 
um, slightly before the, uh, I need to start up Zwift and get in the pen before the uh, gate drops. I get ready during the wait time and uh, then hop on the bike. A man after my own heart, Craig. So just, just to re-clarify, that's annoyed you about Zwift because some people told you it was silly. Um, I, yeah. th I think I think in fairness, Craig, like I, and people get a bit. I I poo-poo people who measure distances on Swift. I think you need to think about times because because it is different. Um, it's an hour in the morning. It's yep. an hour in the evening, and it's doing something maybe in the lunchtime. So, I have done similar. To, I've ridden to work quite quickly, which was an hour commute. I've ridden back from work quite quickly, was an hour commute, and I've been for a run around the park quite quickly at lunchtime, which was half an hour of effort these aren't superhuman feats you're taking on um but... it, it's really not i mean it was a hard day it was supposed to be a hard day it, it was deliberately a hard day but it was it, it wasn't an unreasonable day and actually i really considered doing hsrl to the this afternoon <laughs> instead of uh waiting so and, um and i think um, on on that note craig i mean I've, I've lovingly mocked you for it but um i i've done double tttt's and actually really enjoyed it it's just i couldn't believe you did a bmx race in the middle <laughs> so, i mean uh, to be fair the bmx racing um it's two 35 second races it's not i mean it's it's two 35 second sprints it's basically like i don't know doing the desert sprint twice um I mean, it's hard and, you know, I did a bunch of warm up and stuff for that as well, but it's, it's not a huge training load from a road biking perspective. Uh, I mean, it's fatiguing because it is absolutely all out and probably even more so than trying to do a, that sprint. Uh, but no, it's, uh, yeah, it was fine. Um, so the, the only other thing I, I, I'm going to say in things that have annoyed me is um, I, I think these the new kit that they introduced is too much. It's too good. And there's, I mean, maybe they introduce next time some stuff that's just underneath it that's kind of mid-level unlock. But the problem I see right now is there's a really huge performance difference between anything anybody can get, you know, within a reasonable year, first year on Zwift and the stuff that, you know, James and I have now. So let's just quantify that. So I think the new DT Swiss wheels were six and a half seconds faster than the Zip 858 Super 9s. Yeah. And I think the Cervelo s5 is six and a half seconds faster than the uh the revenge and so the, the, we're talking about six and a half and seven seconds over the course of 50 minutes mm -hmm. but in terms of previous iterations we, we were talking like a second um whereas six and a half or seven seconds is actually quite a big deal yeah well and i mean that so the the difference is you, it, because this is also a high unlock and the thing that is better than was an even higher unlock. Um, basically you're, you're taking, you know, that level 15 Zwifter that's on his, I don't know, the air road in the 808s and you're just creating a bigger gap to him. And that's, that's, that's kind of my issue. It's not, uh, it's not about the gap between 
the DT Swiss wheels and the 858s that were all a level 45 unlock, even higher. It's the gap between the new wheels and those 808s that the guy that started this year can get. Yeah, um, and I think a lot is too much. I think a lot of it comes down to is with the game or is it a cycling sim simulation or is it somewhere in between? Because if you look at like any MMO, you're going to get the best gear at the highest level, which is becoming, it, it was always the case in Swift, but I'm now more so with this super frame and super wheels. Um, Steve, I, I know you've got some feelings on this. Well, I, I, I think you're, you're hitting on point. So this is Zwift trying to, as you say, is Zwift a game or is it a cycling simulation? I think I've said before, Zwift needs to be more of a game because there are things in games that teach you how to play the games. There's a tutorial. There's a levelling difficulty system. There's a way that you're placed with people in the game that are of similar abilities. You're taken through a narrative. like there's, that You are taught how to play the game by playing the game. You're very rarely just dumped in a game and then have to log on to three different websites, which we mentioned earlier, to find out if you've even won the game, and then, then a different website to speak to other people in the game. So I would rather Zwift fix the things that make like the core mechanics of a game, rather than going, oh, look, there's some stuff we, we've nerfed that's available if you're level 45 and you've been playing a game for a while, which is, which is true of Call of Duty and all these big, like I say, big online games that people play. The difference is, that Zwift has based it so much around time. So you can nerf yourself on Call of Duty by spending cash. Um, and that, that's the kind of like, I hate that as a principle. And I really, that's the thing I really, really love about Zwift is it, it enables you to get some cool shit that made about five seconds at most difference to like the very worst stuff in the game. And it was cool. And we rode in our Tron bikes and like we changed the colors and the pink Tron is the fastest color. We proved it with science, but it wasn't making that much of a difference between like the very fastest, like if, if you took Steve a year ago and Steve now, the time differences for the same effort weren't that different that you're kind of, it's putting me off the game. We're now talking at kind of tens of seconds of difference. And that's kind of that's like, and I don't even know if it's that tens of seconds, because as you said earlier, Craig, Eric just does individuals against individuals. So what would be fascinating to know is, is it the difference between, because we know that one second's crucial in Zwift. That's, that's you being dropped off the back of the draft, losing the draft, and then you go much, much slower when you're not in the draft. So is it the difference between newbie Zwift person making it up, say, Constitution Hill on a ride tonight and getting to Box Hill and competing with those people, or newbie person being dropped on Constitution Hill, or... I, being dropped I, on box or those kind of things so that that's what i want, want to really know is that kind of and we don't know that for sure and that but that's my worry is that kind of the high level people all right off putting the same effort in and this is the problem with zip with like with call of duty and things like that i can't really see how much better somebody's playing the game than me but zwift has those numbers on the right hand side and i can see that james bailey is putting out 3.2 watts per kilogram, 3.3 watts per kilogram, and I'm only putting out, let's say, 3 watts per kilogram. So I can say definitively, James is riding better than me. He's riding stronger than me. He's putting more watts per kilogram out. I know he's a similar weight. Okay, I know it's a, it's a bit of a straw man argument. But if I'm riding at exactly the same pace as somebody and they're riding away from me for no good reason, I just look at the game and go, look, the, the game's broken, the game's shit. Like, it just puts you off, doesn't it? So that's my big worry about all these nerfs. Like, 
And I said, said to you before we recorded, I want the herd racing. I want the herd club championships on normal bikes. I just everyone on the same bike. Uh, mano a mano, woman against woman, man against woman. Like let's let's reduce it down to uh, pure bread and water Swift racing. So Steve, I've got uh, one. Uh, I want to both argue with you and agree with you. So um, first... I went on a long rant, Craig. There's plenty of opportunity to do both. <laughs> but no, it, it's on the same. It's basically on the same thing. I want to agree with you because on and but kind of give another example. So given you know the hsrl race you just did it's not getting beat up box hill it's what's what's really going to happen with these really really arrow frames and the the difference is the the probability that a a group or a, a subset of the the league group that is on these bikes and then has people on you know the the air road and 808s are going to be able to get a little bit of a gap and then drop them on the downhill. And then if they drop them on the downhill, say you've lost the draft, you've lost those really strong riders and those two groups are going to get further and further apart. Um, where I'm going to argue with you is that say, saying that the, the, that watts per kilogram reading is a measure of how well you're riding hmm. because um, and I'm going to say I, I'm probably a little bit of an example of it. I, I'd say uh, our friends uh, Bowser and Orjan are probably even better. Um, you can, some of the skill is being able to stay in the group with a lower watts per kilogram. And there, there is skill to the game. It's just, it's hard to see sometimes until you've done it for a while. So that, and until you've done racing. Um, I, I don't think uh, if you don't do racing, you're not going to you're not going to realize that that skill is even there. Um, so that's that's my argument with you is it's hard to say that he's ahead of me. Be, the game's broken because he's putting out less watts per kilogram because we dealt with that where people were arguing that in the HBR when some of the really good C or B riders were finishing with the A riders. It was because they were really good at drafting and were able to stick, good at drafting, good at putting in a surge when they needed to, and were good at putting in surges. And that let them stay there until the finish. And they finished well above people that could put out far more watts per kilogram or far more watts for more time. So yeah, there's there's skill in addition to the the fitness, uh, but there's also yeah, it's I I don't want the the in-game kit to make so much of a difference. I mean, it's fun to make decisions about kit and to have that decision to make, but having it be you basically have to have been doing this all the time for a couple of years and before you can get the best stuff and you it's really hard to compete until you do that's kind of where you get into the i don't know if i i think we're we're putting a gate on it and i i don't like that yeah i'd agree and i i think this is where i would much rather swift focused on decent tutorials so this this is the thing if you're gonna take something from the world of games it's teach people how to play the game now not necessarily how to be the best at the game, 
but have some system of levels that increments their skill as they progress through levels and drafting would be a big one on that you could with they, what they've got with bots you could have that introduction to drafting and as i've said before how cool would it be if instead of an ftp test you know it's an hour ftp test we go play the game tutorial play the intro to racing and that is a cleverly designed ftp test that tests say a five minute power a one minute burst a 20 minute threshold with some bots teaches you how to be in a draft and then it goes, hey, well, it looks like you're, you're this category of Swifter. Like, well done, you've completed the tutorial. Give, give us some free shit for doing the tutorial or something like that. Again, most games have that. But then you complete the tutorial. It learns how good you are. Adaptive difficulty, again, another, another thing in games. You complete the tutorial and it goes, this is how skillful I think you are at the game. I'm going to set the game difficulty to that. Um, and that's effectively what Zwift could do. Here's the tutorial. You've played the tutorial. Here's some stuff. Here's a bike, here's a helmet, like coloured helmets you could choose. Wouldn't that be cool? Which we still don't have, but we have these stupid Nerf bikes. Um, and once you've completed that, it goes, you're in this category. It automatically enters you into those categories. And then all the other stuff, like we take all these external websites out and we just see our results in game. Wouldn't that be fun? But there we go. We get Nerf bikes. Thanks, Swift. But there's probably because companies pay them money for that. So shakes fist at screen. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to step away from the Abe Simpson moment uh, of old man shouting at Sky. And uh, James, what's annoyed you about the world of Swift this week? Nothing in particular. <laughs> 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 so just to follow up, uh, you two who have just gone on like a fairly long rant. Um, no, the, the only thing that's annoyed me about Swift this week is me my legs. Um, I had a really tough ride last week and tried to race on Monday and my legs didn't do what they normally could do and I got very frustrated. But I did also set like my best 15-second sprint in about three months, so it wasn't the end of the world. Yes, sir, and and, uh, I, I similarly have been annoyed by the new Nerf bikes. I think I've been annoyed tonight by out-of-cat riders. Uh, we've said it before, said it again, out-of-cat riders. It doesn't matter if you're like, well, I'm just riding with the group. Like, we know it makes the draft quicker. We know if you're riding at the front of the group, there's the beehive effect. It makes the group slightly harder. You're making it harder for people that are maybe struggling to be there. So don't be an idiot riding in the right category. Or more appropriately, Zwift. Lots of people in the right category. But there we go. Um, Cool. Thanks, folks. Uh, I think that's it. I'll say goodnight. I, I will also say goodnight. Good night.